0: Hello, and welcome to the Telehealth OT Podcast, where occupational therapists, parents, caregivers, and patients share their telehealth stories. My name is Dr. Reyna Olivera, and I am the owner of Telehealth OT Services, where we specialize in working with children with autism and also provide education and trainings to occupational therapists about telehealth. I have been able to share my story with the world, and now I am extremely happy to give others the opportunity to do the same. all right welcome everyone to today's episode we have a very special guest here today marla Raneri. she is the chief development officer of better health welcome marla why don't you tell us how you got started with telehealth
1: great thank you so much for having me i am honored to be on here today and be able to speak with you and the rest of your network Um, we started with telehealth because my company better health was focused on connecting um, healthcare's world to care and that meant making it easier for patients to get into a clinic and get an appointment through a call to action button on a website um, or the digital world and when we were doing that we found that it was wildly adopted and patients were loving the experience to go to a website, click a button, and get right in. Um, And before the pandemic ever happened, we really saw telehealth as the future, as a lead acquisition. So we believed that having that available on a healthcare's website In general, it was able to show patients that telehealth was an option, and we used to beg customers to use it and say, you know what, you might grab them through a video call because they might be too busy to get to you or maybe sort of interested in coming in but not sure. Um, And we really did it originally as a lead acquisition. And then the pandemic hit and we were well prepared to be able to pivot and bring that to provide healthcare through technology so you can still connect with patients during this COVID-19 period.
0: Yeah, I'm sure now more than ever people appreciate companies like yours like being around to help clinics and providers like establish their telehealth and make it super accessible for clients. Like it's it needs to be a smooth transition. So tell us what are the best features of better telehealth? So what we feel is that it needs to be easy and the usability
1: of it has to be seamless because patients are a little already hesitant to do telehealth from the beginning, they're so used to in-person care. So we wanna make the telehealth platform not be a barrier that it makes it so easy to do that the experience once they get on is, oh wow, this was pretty nice. You know, I was able to get on my telehealth call, I had a one-on-one session with my provider and it wasn't that bad, I'll do this again. So that being said, the whole goal of what sets us apart from other Providers for telehealth is that we make it as a button that comes out on your website Also comes out in a link in an email and a text so that a patient just has to click that button to get on the call And it's automatic. So these reminders come out as soon as it's scheduled an hour before 15 minutes before and then 10 minutes is the text with that link so as the patient I know exactly what time my call and session is. I have the link on my phone if I want to use my phone. I have it on my email if I want to use my computer. And I don't have to download any application or create an account. I just click the button and it opens up my telehealth session. We really feel that's so important, especially since you have some of these elderly patients coming on, or maybe these really, really young patients coming on on their own because their parents are working. Uh, we wanted it to be a click of a button and an easy experience. So that way the provider doesn't have to uh, spend 15 minutes trying to get them on the call. They're already there, ready to have their session.
0: That is great. You mentioned the reminders. And I know personally like having reminders is what has kept cancellations down. Would you say that that's like one of the benefits of having um you know that many reminders going out absolutely and it keeps the cancellation down it keeps the patient on task and
1: excited and we also have it go right into their calendar so that way on their calendar in their phone just like if you had a meeting with somebody that reminder is there and the link is in the calendar as well so they're getting it the way that they normally interact with reminders for um, their own meetings, appointments, um, notes. And that way, again, it helps them attend the session.
0: I love that. Cause I'm like often frantically looking for a link. I'm like, where did that email go with that link and that meeting and that zoom and whatever I'm like, where did it go? So I love that. It's like the calendar is like the best place to have it.
1: Yeah, and and Better better Telehealth really wants to make sure that the provider doesn't have to do all of that themselves. Mm -hmm. You guys should just be treating. You should go from one treatment to the next to the next and utilize your time so you can see as many patients as possible to help them. So you shouldn't have to be sending out that link or resending that link or sending out your consent to treat form and trying to collect that. So we automatically have your own personal consent to treat form sent out in that reminder email so the patient can download it if they want. It also prompts them to automatically sign off on it digitally prior to the call. Again, so that you guys don't have to do that. It's already done and it's tracked
0: and it's saved. So every single patient does consent to treat prior to their telehealth call. I love that. And you guys have thought about so many things that can definitely be overlooked, but it's like the small details that make a difference in how we practice. And I know that make a difference in how the clients perceive the ease of telehealth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even with troubleshooting, a lot of
1: comments have been, you know, uh, telehealth is great, but all of a sudden my patient, I can't hear them or I can't see them and I don't know how to help them. And that makes it really difficult for a provider who's not necessarily technically savvy, or a patient as well. So what we have already built in into Better Telehealth is a little AI, it's a bot, that says check your connectivity and call. And when you click on that, it goes through everything in your computer. Is your audio turned on? Is your video turned on? Is your network um, uh, correct? How is your internet service? And then it'll tell the patient, what is going on and how to fix that. So maybe they didn't allow the settings to their audio or video, and it walks them through that process. Um, or maybe you know their internet connectivity is not very good, so it would be better to download the mobile app that we also have as well, and it'll prompt the patient to do that. So we hope that by doing that, we're giving the patient the tools to get on that call and not getting the provider all flustered,
0: trying to get them on the call and wasting the session. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. And it's so crazy because I always think that one of the qualifying factors for someone to to be receiving telehealth is that they have to be good with technology, but with things like this in place, then that kind of brings the bar a little bit down to say, okay, you don't have to like know everything because we can do some of it for you beforehand. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So this is a tough question but i feel like i have to bring it up so that we can let our audience know what to look for especially um ot's who are shopping around for platforms so what platform would you compare better telehealth to
1: i would compare us to zoom in terms of the quality of the platform we really right from the beginning took every measure to make sure that every call goes through, that the quality and the video and the audio and all of that is as best as possible for you to provide your session. So in terms of that, we definitely are comparable to Zoom. Um, we are m- in much less expensive than the HIPAA compliant Zoom platform, and we do offer the HIPAA compliance and the BAA that's signed between our company and your clinic or provider, so that way you know that the information is yours and that everything is protected um, and that
0: the uh, nothing is being done with your patient's data. It is your data. I love your explanation of BAA. And for those that don't know, it stands for business associate agreement. And it's definitely something that you want to look for when you are choosing a platform. You want to make sure that the platform has a BAA for you to sign, as Marla mentioned, to protect your patient's information. Um, So you mentioned the price of Zoom versus Better Telehealth. So what is the price for um, this platform?
1: So what we decided to do was a per minute model and the reason we did that was because a lot of providers don't know how much telehealth they're going to do month to month. It might be the country's doing great and it's opening up and maybe you're doing less telehealth and more is coming in the clinic but you're still using it as a tool in your toolbox. Maybe all of a sudden the holidays are coming and everybody's canceling in person because they want to see their families and they want to protect themselves or winter comes along and everybody's indoors and our cases start going up, so you're gonna be doing a lot more telehealth. So since you don't know how much you're going to be doing, it's really better to utilize a platform that works with how much you're doing. So that being said, if you had to pay a monthly fee for every provider in your clinic, that's a pretty high cost if you only end up doing three telehealth calls. Um, but if you, did it in the way that we've set it up per minute, um, and that is, um, you know, three cents per minute. Therefore, you can do as many telehealth calls as you want, or as little as you want, and you know exactly what you're paying for that call, and you're not overpaying for something that you're not using. So that's why we did it that way. Um, And really made it grow with your practice and be able to allow you the flexibility of doing a lot or doing a little and still being economically efficient.
0: I think that this is great and I haven't really seen this a lot out there in the in the platform market. But as a solopreneur, as a stay at home mom, as someone who was just getting started, like, you know, from zero. I would have appreciated having something like this in the beginning where it was like, oh, I am i don't want to invest in a huge thing if I don't know where my business is going. Like, I don't know how I'm going to succeed or I don't know if I'm going to want to like be on more vacations or what this life is going to be like. And it's nice to just be like, okay, I'm going to just take it one call at a time, see how it goes and then stop taking calls when you know when it feels right and cap it and not worry about you know, this monthly fee that I'm locked into if I decide to go on vacation or if I decide that I want to take my maternity leave or things like that. I think it's such a flexible model that works so well for entrepreneurs all over.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And And that's really it. There's no monthly fee, no startup fee. There is no subscription fee. So really, if you create an account and you never do a call, you never get, you never pay. Um, We've made it that simple where we're like, we want you to have this in your back pocket and ready for use. And you get all of the platform and product um, uh,
0: features associated with it without a high cost and without any kind of subscription fees. So you brought up something really good, which I'm only going to speak to because of like an experience that I had in the past. Are there any like hidden fees? Like, is it, Are these great features that you're talking about? They're not like extra whatever add-ons or anything like that?
1: No, there are no hidden fees. The only additional cost would be if you did record your telehealth call. Instead of $0.03, it would be $0.06 per um, minute. And that's because we do have to store the recordings for up to seven years. It is a a HIPAA-compliant regulation. So we store it for you. You don't have to. And the great thing about recordings, some people do use them for a few calls here and there. You don't have to use it for every call. It's just when you think it applies. And that might be because you have a really tricky patient who doesn't remember their session from session Mm -hmm. to session. So you can record that session or just the exercise part and you can send it to that patient and they can utilize that as a guide because they actually see themselves doing the session. Um, we also recommend recording your patient who loves you, who just wants to give you a testimonial and you can record 15 minutes of that call and they can provide the best FaceTime testimonial you'll ever get and you could blast it out on your social media. So that's why, again, the recording's flexible as well. It's there for you when you need it, but it is a little bit of an extra cost because of the story.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's totally fair. And I, I think that feature is really great too. And it could come in handy in so many situations. I'm like running in my head like, oh yeah, like you just said, home exercise. I'm talking to a parent and like half the time in the first session, I'm giving them so much. So like my parents of kiddos with sensory processing disorder, I'm telling them everything sensory and I'm sure like they're only retaining like 50% of that. If I just had it on, you know, on a video, I wouldn't, and if I just had it recorded, I wouldn't have to go and make a video for them separately. I wouldn't have to like do anything additional. I just get to send them their own recording and I'm sure they would love that. Yeah.
1: Even even for our parents, so many times my dad comes back to the doctor and I say, How'd the visit go? What did he say? I'm like, Well, I don't know. I'm like, Well, I can't help you. Yeah. He, you can't tell me what he said.
0: <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> all right so marla who do you think is your ideal customer like what kind of provider is this good for so we really
1: we work very well with the small little mom and pop sole providers all the way up to the big company and clinic um it it could just be anyone in the health related field and the reason we work well with that is because we we built our Platform to be able to accommodate somebody who is just them and then also all the way up into having a bunch of providers that you add on there and They all are able to log in and have the mom and child model where maybe they could they can you They could see a few things of your company, but not all of your company Um, So we've really made it flexible in that sense. So anybody who wants to provide virtual quality control care is our ideal
0: customer all right great so let's go to the next question what emrs does better telehealth connect with before you answer it, let me just explain so when i educate people about choosing a platform i explain to them that you can have a platform that just has emr a platform that has emr and telehealth and a platform that's just telehealth so better telehealth is just telehealth but you have told me that you guys connect well with other EMRs. So tell us about that. Absolutely. So
1: we are interoperable, which means we can connect with any EMR, as long as that EMR is willing to connect with us. And when I say connect with an EMR, it means as you schedule your visit with that patient, you could just add the telehealth right in it. And and we do all of our um, wonderful features that we do. Send out the links, send out the codes, um, all of that. So that being said, the ones that we already... Existingly connect with is Epic, Clinician, Cassamba, Prompt EMR, and RainTree. Um, but we are willing and open to connect with any EMR. We have the tools and the outputs to connect. It's just the EMR needs to open, quote unquote, their receiving and to accept. So that's how we work. And if you there's an EMR, I didn't say that you are interested, uh, and you put us in touch, we will work with them and discuss with them about connecting with them as well.
0: All right. I'm just thinking now, like of all the OTs who own clinics, who needed to transition to telehealth and definitely saw like the huge red flag of having to transition to a combination platform when they've already had an EMR for years on end and all they needed was a telehealth side. And I think this was like, ah, oh, like for them, you know, any type of clinician who just wants to add better telehealth and is already with an EMR, shoot a message to Marla because she will get you all set up. So let's talk now about, we've been talking about the past and COVID and even before COVID, but what do you, what do you see as the future of telehealth?
1: I love this question. I think this is a great question. Um, I believe telehealth is here to stay. It's not going away. It's always going to be a useful tool in your toolbox. And uh, that means that just like, you know, you have certain times you pull out a treatment technique, uh, certain times that you uh, go into something you learned in the past, that, that's where telehealth comes in. It's a tool in the toolbox for the right patient in the right time. So if somebody in the future calls and cancels because they can't make it that day, maybe they don't have a ride, instead of canceling, you shoot them out a telehealth visit and you can still see that patient. Or if now people are gonna be less hesitant to come in when they have a cough, even if it's just allergies. So again, that time is when you're gonna send out a telehealth visit. Um, There are uh, definitely um, times when you could do telehealth better than in clinic. So maybe you wanna take a look at their home environment and you want them to do their exercises in their environment or with their own computer or um, you know, in their own office. So telehealth is really great for that because you can see it and you can help and guide them. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of ways moms who say, I have to learn how to adjust the way I'm putting my child in my crib or I'm using my hand to do this. Um, and you just say, great, next one is a telehealth session and I'm gonna show you how to do that. In your environment, so that's where it's really going to come in handy. It's really going to be something that you're going to you're going to be able to serve your community even better than you did before, um, and always be there for safety as well. So I don't see the um, COVID going away. You know, I know we've got a cure or, or not a cure, sorry, a vaccine coming out, but I, I still see this being here for a while, and we just have to learn how to deal with it, and we have to be able to still treat our patients. So that being said, there's there's always going to be people who may, may not be ready to come in or can't come in at that time. So that's when you use it. You are going to use it as a lead acquisition tool on your website, letting people know you offer telehealth so that, again, it's not a barrier. They could still see you. Or maybe you are the best in the best of what you do, but you know that patient is two hours away. You can use telehealth and they can see you and then maybe come in once every two weeks for their in-clinic. Um, session. So there's so many times that you can use it. And I think that people need to think big and they have to think of this as a blessing in disguise that it was approved and it was allowed to be used um, and that it was covered. Uh, So now we've pushed the envelope with the health insurances and they are continuing to cover it. I know obviously it's, Every 90 days, we're trying to see, are they gonna cover it again? Um, And I just had a really big meeting with some of the uh, overall associations saying that they believe it's still gonna be covered, but it's gonna be covered with a lot of restrictions. Mm-hmm. So that means you're going to need a HIPAA-compliant platform. You're going to need an actual procedure, manual. You're going to need to be able to know where that patient is before the session in, in case they, for some reason, did get injured and went down. You could tell the, e, the um, ERs to go get them or the ambulance. You know? So there's going to be more restrictions in place mm-hmm. that you're going to have to follow because we all were just allowed to jump on anything and use telehealth. Um, you know, use FaceTime, use this. That is gonna get lifted. It's gonna be much more of a process and a procedure, and you're gonna have to follow the real rules, which we all know should happen. Um, but it's still gonna be covered in that manner. I also think that they're gonna try to make sure that they they avoid people using it as um fraud, right? Like maybe people billing just telehealth calls. So they're probably gonna want you to use recordings more or have real proof that it's that it's a real platform. Um, you know, What we have in ours is we do have receipts for every call that you can print out and send to providers. We built that in the beginning because we do believe that insurance companies are gonna want something like that to know it was an actual call that occurred. Um, so that's where I see the future of it going. I do think it's still gonna be reimbursed. I think it's gonna be part of our treatment part of our lives, I think it's just gonna be a little stricter the way they allow us to utilize it.
0: Yeah. Which I, I think I agree with all that and I know a lot of people have been doing the taking shortcuts and not using HIPAA compliant platforms. Uh, as a necessity, right, because yeah. of the pandemic and when everything started. But my advice was always to, if at if you can at all, not to take shortcuts and just set yourself up with something like this that, you know, you can use and pay as you go, and you know, it's super accessible. So I, there's no reason in my mind why people should be using WhatsApp and FaceTime and all that. Which from my um, last well before last participant or guest here was talking about her research and how people are still using those platforms and i'm just like shocked when there's there's options there's options that are great like better telehealth and super smooth to use and easy to learn and i i just don't see a reason for us to be taking shortcuts anymore and i know that that's where you know lawmakers are headed as well so
1: yeah. And you always want to be a professional. And you know, even the patient has a different perception if you're using a a telehealth platform that has a procedure with it than if you're saying I'm gonna WhatsApp you or FaceTime you. So that even is just a different perception <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um and also your phone number becomes much more accessible when you do that.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> so true. They might
1: call you at eight eight PM at night because they're hurting.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. And we have to maintain like our you know, barriers and balance Mm -hmm. in our lives as well. So that's an excellent point you bring up. Um, You were talking about like all the examples and everything and, you know, just kept the hybrid model just kept coming to mind about um, the future of telehealth. And you're, you're definitely right on track. There's so many people that want to maybe not keep telehealth like full time, but want to explore a hybrid model and have that the that option of when someone wants to cancel because of the weather, when someone wants to cancel because they're sick and and all that. And so I definitely agree with you. I see that as a future. Even people that don't love telehealth have told me that they still want to keep it as an option because it's why not? I mean, it's just like such a great option to have when, you know, to avoid cancellations or to follow up in the client's environment and all the other things that you mentioned. Absolutely,
1: yeah. I mean, even just, we've had, we've seen people with interpreters find it really hard if they're in your clinic and you're maybe doing a phone call with an interpreter and the patient, um, that's where I'd say set up a telehealth because you can have that interpreter see and view and show, and that makes that whole entire session much better. So like I said, there's just so many ways to be using it Mm -hmm. and remember that um, don't, don't let it just fall to the wayside. And, and also I recommend some clinics to have their per diem therapist, be their telehealth specialist. And if you sell it that way to your patient, Oh, your next session is going to be with our telehealth specialist. They get really excited. Oh, wow. Really? You know? Um, and that way they're available. And maybe, maybe that was your, your provider who can't come back because they're homeschooling and, you know, taking care of their kids because they're not in school. You know, there's so many reasons right now or you just couldn't hire them on full-time again. Mm -hmm. Um, That is that person that you can build a business off of and you can, we say, grow your doors without physically paying for another clinic.
0: Um,
1: And that's where you have to think as a business owner right now. You know, we're all a little strapped for money with what's going on. So you have to think about growing without adding costs.
0: That is genius. Telehealth specialist. Like that is the first I've heard of that. I love it. I mean, and I know there's like legit certifications out there. I'm not trying to, but just like that concept of like setting someone up to be your telehealth specialist. That is genius. You guys take notes. This is awesome. All right. Thank you so much for being here. I think this is going to be so great for the providers to learn about. I did send it out in a recent email and got some inquiries. And so I'm happy that we were able to schedule this so that we can let everybody know all about better telehealth. Yes.
1: And thank you all for what you're doing with patients. You know, they, they, they need you more than anything right now.
0: <laughs> all right. Thanks, Marla. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. you're an occupational therapist and you want to know more about telehealth be sure to join the telehealth ot facebook group for more information i'll catch you on the next episode